0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the Umarpreneur podcast. My guest today on this episode is Brother Omar Dakasta Shaheed, who is the owner of a group of companies, including MIN, which is a brand that works with Muslim influencers and connects them with global brands around the world, as well as the managing director of a creative agency called One Studio, which works with visionary startups. So, in our conversation today, we're going to talk all about Connecting Muslim influencers to brands. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, creative design and everything in between, really, in regards to his experience as an entrepreneur. So there's going to be a lot to learn. Make sure to sit tight and listen closely. Brother Omar, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you today? I'm very well, very well. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, very good, very good. I'm excited that we're able to do this together uh, just right before Ramadan. So today, actually, we're recording this. Uh, it's a Friday. And tomorrow is, uh, is going to be the first day of Ramadan inshallah, which is pretty awesome. I'm excited, depending, depending which, um, moon sighting, kind of, of course, we, we, we all know that there's always, uh, you know, it's like the last minute. All right. Is it, or is it not right? So <laughs> we gotta, we gotta like essentially keep, keep an eye out, but it might be. So, uh, I'm excited if, if it ends up being the first day of Ramadan, um, then that's going to be really awesome inshallah. And if it's not, uh, that's okay too, but I'm really excited for Ramadan. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think it's always a a nice time to um, reflect and take stock and kind of rejuvenate for the rest of the year. So it's a really
0: special time. Definitely. Completely agreed. And to start our conversation off in regards to entrepreneurship, I like to ask every single guest about their background in their own words, what gravitated them to entrepreneurship. For yourself, what is it that inspired you to become an entrepreneur instead of following the traditional route of a nine to five? So to
1: be honest, it, it kind of just happened. It wasn't necessarily a, a plan. I don't think growing up, I was always like, I, I want to be a entrepreneur, but I always thought differently. And, mm-hmm. um, I was always a, a, you know, a pretty good networker. And, and, um, for the first, I suppose, three, four years, uh, post uni, um, I, I wasn't, uh, uh I wasn't, uh, I didn't have my own business mm-hmm. and, uh, long story short in 2016, I met my business partner safe. Um, and we set up uh, the world's first Muslim influencer agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got together, we're like, you know what? We're both Muslim, uh, we both believe, uh, we're both marketeers, uh, we both believe in the power of influencers. Why don't we come together to create something that's never been done before, uh, which mm-hmm. is a world's first uh, Muslim influencer network, where we connect Muslim influencers uh, with brands and also look to nurture uh, influencers, work with them, help them create a framework. Um, and harness the power, leverage the power that they have to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd previously been working with Muslim influencers before that, for the few years before that. Yeah. Uh, my business partner had a, influence, had a fashion uh, company where it was using, working with influencers. So with our kind of combined experience, we thought we would launch that. And since then, we've gone on to launch a
0: few other companies as well amazing mashallah it's really amazing tier and it's uh it's it's really great that you've built this because for businesses within the muslim space it's something that is desperately needed right because we all know well actually if you can share with me why influencers what is the power of influencers and connecting with influencers to grow your brand
1: yeah i mean so the the, the, the one of the reasons we set up min was because we kind of felt like as wild wild west out there that influencers are doing anything saying anything um and also a lot of it was very superficial um, you know, pick, taking pictures of their food and selfies, which is fine to some extent, but what can you do with your platform to make a genuine difference in the lives of your followers? So that's wow. one aspect is the kind of working with influencers to leverage their platform, their their, their following and so on. But the business aspect of it is we, we noticed that uh, increasingly uh, brands wanted to connect with the, the Muslim market. And one of the most effective ways to do this, I suppose in 2022, is through influencers. Influencer marketing—it's um, been growing year on year for the past seven years. Um, it's worth, uh, I believe, the uh, influencer spend in 2022 is at least 50 billion dollars. Um, so it's uh, it's a really um, great way to promote your brand, um, and it's basically word of mouth at scale. Um, and people trust influencers. Um, there is obviously some questions around um, whether some influencers are just. Bit of narcissists and stuff but by and large influencer marketing does work It is effective it creates great brand awareness and conversions so it's, it's a great way uh
0: to level up your business yeah definitely and uh with influencers it actually gives you that automatic well for a brand that's just starting off who doesn't necessarily have a following doesn't necessarily have an audience it's a way to tap into Uh, the audience that you want to connect with instantly, right? So if your audience, for example, you're a Muslim brand, you cater to Muslims. If you go and connect with a Muslim influencer who has um, a high number of following on social media, that allows you to connect with sometimes tens of thousands of Muslims uh, in one single shot. Whereas, you know, if you didn't have that option, it would take so much work to grow your brand, grow your following, and then eventually get to that point. So for yourselves, growing, well, building and growing this agency for you, when you when you made that decision to build this agency, working with influencers, connecting them with brands, what were the the steps, the first initial steps that you you have taken to turn that vision into a reality? If you can kind of walk us through, maybe the main milestones for you, like business idea, what came next after the business idea?
1: Sure, so I, to be honest with you, a lot of it was just trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when when anybody starts their first business, there's always an element of um, you kind of just learn along the way uh etc but there were some really important things that we knew uh, had to be done um the first is uh, having a strong sense of why you know your purpose uh, and if you don't have that sometimes you can get lost if business slows down you're kind of questioning everything mm-hmm. so anchoring everything you do in the reason why you've set it up and for us the reason we set it up is uh, our original uh, kind of slogan was empowering the influencers of today to better the site of tomorrow Mm-hmm. so that was that was at the heart of why you set up the agency uh, the second thing is uh, is establishing a strong team um because you're only as good as your team is and there's only certain skills that founders will have uh mm-hmm. for example my safe and safe uh, we're not from tech backgrounds uh, for example we're from marketing backgrounds uh, neither are we from financial operational backgrounds uh, so building the team who can complement your skills uh, is also uh, really important. Mm-hmm. The third thing is, is really just the idea of, of relationship building, um, you know, no matter who it is, So whether it's with influencers, uh, you know, building relation, strong relationships with your clients, um, or, or just generally, um, you know, networking amongst other business people and so on. Because ultimately, um, I, I've noticed most startups tend to win business through relationships, people mm-hmm. they know, so it's often it's often who you know uh, that makes a big difference within business. Um, so that's a really fundamental part is is networking. And that's something I say to young people all the time is if you really want to create leverage, then network, because people open up doors for you. Uh, so those are of a few of the things that that we knew from the beginning were really important.
0: I have a few questions about those two things. Actually, I'd like to dive deeper into them because for someone listening to this, uh, we, you know, we have a big entrepreneur audience and they're going to be like, okay, I get it. How do I apply this? Right. So with you, you mentioned one of those points is building a team for someone that's starting off in, in building a business, going from idea to reality, they don't have any income or revenue yet to build a team. They might not have enough coming in to to sustain a team. And so for you guys, how did you overcome that? Did you just go around giving equity to, and bringing on partners? Or did you wait until the business had its first few clients and was generating revenue before you started to go and hire?
1: Sure. So for the first, um, the first year, I think it was just, Uh, there were three directors originally uh one one um didn't continue with us Uh, and was two of us i was working in my bedroom uh safe was working in a shed Uh, so there was a lot of hustling within the first year which is pretty normal for most startups Mm -hmm. and we just started to win business uh, through our networks um and and one of the things that really helped us by the way and this is maybe a conversation we can have is is personal brand Mm -hmm. uh we've got to a point now where uh, because of myself and SAFE's LinkedIn, probably 50% of our business comes through our LinkedIn. Um, yeah, so personal awesome. brand is, is super, super important, um, which ties in to some extent with the, with the relationship building. Mm-hmm. Um, so so um, the personal brand, the the kind of hustling was the initial step to bring in the business. Uh, once we're at a certain level, certain cash flow, we knew we could hire. Um, and we, we initially were hiring people who um, kind of fill the gaps that mean SAFE uh, didn't have. Um, so we started with a, f- a few staff, and um, I think as of last month we were about um, uh, 22 or 23 uh, full-time uh, staff. So uh, I think that the key thing is, is um, you know, when you're when you're looking to hire, you have to hire according to your weaknesses. Um, don't just hire people who do the same things as you. Um, and I think the the recruitment process is really important because sometimes you can really like somebody, which is often a reason you hire them, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily the right fit for your company. You have to think about culture fit. You have to think about their competency. You right. have to think about their long-term ambitions and, and so on. Um, so I think it's, um, every founder will basically figure out when the right time to hire is, mm-hmm. and, but hiring is super important because the wrong hires can break your business. Um, and, and the right hires can make your, can make your business. Yeah. So, um, I think that's just my
0: thoughts on that. Yeah, no, definitely. I completely uh, echo your sentiment. Even with an entrepreneur, uh, I definitely wouldn't be able to be where I am today without my team. And even just the vision that we have and the direction we're going wouldn't be possible without them. So it's so crucial to have the right people on the bus uh, before you decide where the bus is going. Now, you also mentioned uh, another point uh, in regards to the the three steps. You mentioned, of course, the connections, the networking, uh, the personal brand. So how did you go, go about doing that?
1: yeah so i'll give you i'll give you an example of some of the things i used to do when i was younger so Mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a journalist called Mehdi Hassan i don't know if you're familiar with him he's Mm -hmm. uh, in 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 the west he's probably one of the most known muslim journalists um and i remember one time on twitter i said to him this is probably in like 2012 or something i said to him um big fan i'm gonna give you five reasons why you should follow me back Mm -hmm. and i basically listed out five reasons for him and he followed me back and that 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 just built a um, uh, started a relationship with him, and then I met up with him one time at an event. Uh, spoke with him. We kept in touch. We started emailing. Um, we were even both invited to Turkey one time by the government together. Um, so sometimes there's an element of the hustle in building relationships. Other times it's literally going out of your comfort zone, going to events, uh, conferences. And just talking to the person next to you uh mm-hmm. that's something i often do is once once the talk is finished i'll just say you know how did you find the talk you know did you enjoy it and then start asking what do you do and then you know uh i remember i did that with someone a few months ago and the guy was like i'm an investor i was like oh that's nice um so you know so y- you don't discount the importance of just talking to people network mm-hmm. going to events look if you don't go out and you don't network you're not going to magically meet people mm-hmm. Yeah that effort um so so i would encourage every young person every kind of entrepreneur uh, to really take that seriously go out meet people uh, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes have a plan if there's somebody you want to pin down f- have a plan of how you want to get in touch with them mm-hmm. and you have to sometimes put a bit of a strategy together uh, in order to reach certain people especially if they're very busy or very high profile etc
0: yeah no definitely uh you bring up a good point and this is uh uh, to be honest with you, this is the reason why uh, I love this podcast so much because it has allowed myself to be able to connect with so many amazing Muslims, including yourself and have these conversations. Uh, whereas if I did not have it, it would be, well, at least for me, I feel like I would be focusing a hundred percent of my time on the business because I'm very much someone who likes to put his head down and just do the work. And so for me, socializing, being the social butterfly doesn't come naturally. So this podcast is a way for me to uh, really just make sure that I have a consistent way of connecting with new people, having those conversations uh, in a scenario where I otherwise wouldn't. So if an entrepreneur is listening to this and they're like, you know what, I don't really have a way to connect with people, start a podcast, interview people. That's, that's a great way to do it. So right now, uh, where is M I N, what does the future look like for you guys? What's the next step?
1: Sure. Um, so one thing we've always dreamed of doing, which we're hoping we're coming close to, Mm-hmm. is the idea of building a world-class network of talented visionary muslim influencers mm-hmm. who work together to tackle some of society's biggest issues um, and the reason this is important is because we're facing so many issues as a society uh from um you know potential war to climate change to rising mental health issues uh, and so on and The truth is is that influencers can actually influence if they're actual true influencers um, their followers to make a difference Mm -hmm. so you know if an influencer really wants to they can put out a petition and get thousands of people to sign it within a few hours or they can encourage their followers to take action Mm -hmm. and what we want to do is uh, bring together um, these the most kind of powerful um, visionary uh, ethical influences that we find across the world and unify them uh, behind a, a common cause, which is to uh, uh, make a difference uh, in the world mm-hmm. tackle some of these big issues. So that's kind of a, the social arm of M-I-N, not so much the, the business arm. And we're currently kind of in great discussions with some really interesting people to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's one of the things about M-I-N. we also uh, just entering our busiest busiest month of the year, which is Ramadan, mm-hmm. um, where uh, there's lots of work to do. Um, uh, but um, uh, the the new agency that um, uh, we've just started is is One Studio, mm-hmm. uh, which is a creative agency for visionary startups. Uh, they should have at least 1.5 million in funding in the past 12 months, so that we know they've got some runway. Uh, sometimes you work with startups and they just run out of money, and it's like you know, it's it's not it's not um, um, it's not worth it sometimes. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the latest agency. We're really excited about that. We've got a really strong team. Mm-hmm. Around that. Um, uh, so those are two of the things that, that we're working on. Um, mm-hmm. at the moment.
0: What would, what would you be focusing on in one studio? Is this a digital marketing agency? Is this a creative design agency? What is it that you're working on with your clients?
1: Sure, so um, there are a few things that we specialize in. Uh, one is uh, brand or brand identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, our creative director, uh, Danny, uh, comes with 13 years experience when it comes to branding everyone from uh, the O2, Arsenal, Leeds Football Club, uh, uh, Citroen, um, you know, Pizza Hut and the Post Office and so on. So we've got a really strong team of people like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's branding. Uh, there's also um, design uh, which, which feeds into that. Um, And there's also content. So we've just shot a um, a really nice advert, for example, for a a, a translation of the Quran um, that uh, hopefully a lot of people will see uh, this Ramadan, um, which featured actors in different scenes. And it was the idea of kind of passing on the Quran to different people in different settings. So um, content is another one. And finally, uh, social social strategy um, we're providing to, to brands as well. Um, so, so yeah, those are some of the creative services that that we focus on.
0: Awesome, that's really nice to hear, Mashallah. So it looks like working on multiple projects as an entrepreneur for you. I want to ask you, what is it that drives you? What is your why? Why why is it that you are constantly looking and seeking ways to deliver more value to the world to build these businesses that will have a certain impact? So, I, from from the age of seven,
1: um, I, I wanted to be a journalist, and I, I was a journalist for a short period of time. Um, and um, uh, I had this strong feeling within me that I wanted to become a journalist because I wanted to make an impact in the world, uncover mm-hmm. uh, important, you know, uncover stories and uh, tell important stories and, and so on. Um, and I did that for a couple of years, and then I became a bit disaffected with the journalism industry, and, and I basically quit. Um, and I thought, where can I harness, or where can I uh, still continue to do something meaningful? Um, and that was through um, uh, influences, and it was through marketing. Mm-hmm. I think um, one of the the big issues that Muslims face at the moment is kind of our PR. Um, you know the way we're represented, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know we need. Uh, it may sound like a bit of a um, crude term PR to associated with Islam, but you know, for want of a better phrase, we're going to, we'll use that. And yeah. like with marketing, you know, if if Muslims can really Um, uh, create a lot better content, um, you know, uh, uh, portray themselves in the right way um, through social, through content and and, and media and so on, then I think it can have um, a really powerful impact on the way we're perceived. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm quite driven by the idea of uh, portraying Muslims uh, positively, putting out good stories, um, even if it's Muslim businesses uh, as well. Um, and likewise, when we're working with mainstream brands, um, how we can authentically connect them with Muslims to create a more meaningful relationship between both sides, yeah. so this idea of understanding as well. So I think um, there's lots of great things that we can all do in different fields. Mm-hmm. And I think there's currently a gap when it comes to kind of marketing and PR for the Muslim community. And and that's one of the things that, that drives me.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful to hear, mashallah. It's really, really. Um inspiring. And I like that you have a strong why because a lot of entrepreneurs, they get into this journey sometimes. And of course, when you come from a place, I think there are different phases of entrepreneurship. And when you're first getting started, you're usually coming from a place of survival. And what that means is that you're trying to start a business to see, can I have this business run in a way where it can provide me enough income where I don't have to work at my job and I can focus full time on this. And when you're initially starting, the, the impact portion, the passion portion, the why portion is usually not a priority in people's minds. And they're more looking at like, what is profitable? What is going to make money? What is going to allow me to kind of live off of this? Right. And it's, it's something that I always have to work to remind my students when they're first starting, because they'll go and they'll be captivated by all these shiny business ideas that they think this is what's in right now. This is what's working. And I have to remind them, well, look, of course market viability is a portion but at the end of the day we have to look at also what your interests are where your passions lie and what it is that you want to do because if even if you build a successful business that is profitable that is generating millions of dollars if it's not what you want to do if it you if it doesn't interest you you've just bought yourself another job right instead of working for another company you're working for yourself but you're working for yourself in something that you don't care about so we have to make sure that you build a business where you actually care about the result that you want to get or provide to your, your clients with the world, whatever it is you want to do, you have a certain connection to the outcome. Right. And when that connection is there, that will drive you to take action, make the right decisions, think bigger, get the right team on board, do whatever is necessary to be successful. And I think that is so important in business. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I I mean, there's a direct link between purpose and profit, by the way, there's been studies um for example i think it's brand brand z they they released a study which showed that businesses that have a strong purpose uh make three times the amount of money that businesses who don't mm-hmm. so there's there's a business case for having a purpose as well yeah. um and i think like you said the passion element is really important <clears throat> that if you're passionate about what you do you'll probably be better at it yeah. and it'll sustain you uh you know and and um, uh, it just uh having that purpose and passion is really important uh, Jim Jim Collins, I think, in his good to great talks, about that, that as well. Um, that you have to have a, a strong sense of purpose, it has to be economically viable, uh, and various other things. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, purpose and passion are, I think, fundamental
0: to to, to your success. Mm-hmm. If you were looking looking back at your journey right now, if you were to think of three skills that have really come in hand come handy for you throughout your journey that have helped you get to where you are today and will inshallah help you go even further what are the the three major skills that you feel like if an entrepreneur could have would really help them achieve success in their business and maybe that's going to help inspire someone listening to this to go and pursue those skills get better at those skills and thus have more success in their journey
1: sure put me a bit on the spot there um, <laughs> um i would go back to uh, the idea of networking mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think we can discount the importance of it uh, like i said people open doors for you um, so that should be fundamental especially if you're a founder mm-hmm. uh, or ceo i think it's arguable that your main job is is to network um, mm-hmm. you know um, so that that's one thing the second thing is um i would uh, really uh uh emphasize the importance of personal brand mm-hmm. um some people may feel uncomfortable with it because it may not be natural to get in front of the camera or to create content or whatever it might be but if you can genuinely connect with people and you can get people invested in what you're doing it will drive business uh, as well as provide a sense of fulfillment uh, to you Mm -hmm. networking is really important Uh, personal brand is really important um, and what just was the question three things to three kind of get,
0: or three skills that you feel like have really helped you on your journey of entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, sure. And I think yeah. the third thing is, is the idea of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, something that the Prophet was uh, kind of really uh, great at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, um, uh, emotional intelligence is the thing which allows you to, um, to understand and connect uh, with people. Um, you know, whether it's your team or whether it's clients or so on. Uh, nobody wants someone who is just uh, um, kind of um, emotionless and doesn't understand people and can connect with people. Mm-hmm. So that's like building human connections is, is really important. And it's only yeah. when you have that um, you know, emotional intelligence that you can really connect to people on a deeper level. Yeah. So those are the three things that I would
0: say. Yeah, I love that. Networking, personal brand, and emotional intelligence. Three amazing skills to develop. So I appreciate you sharing that. There's a question that I ask every single guest that comes on this podcast is one of my favorites and the question is the following if you could meet omar who was 18 years old uh kind of go back in time and you could tell him one thing you're only allowed to tell him one thing that he could hold on to throughout his journey of entrepreneurship as he goes through the trials the tribulations the challenges what is that one thing what would you tell your younger self if you could meet him and give him one piece of advice
1: it's a tough one (laughs)
0: um
1: okay i'm gonna say the first thing that comes to mind yeah um, no problem I might change my mind later on. Um the the, the key thing would be um, do not waste your time, um, do not spend time on frivolous things, mm. um, and really uh, make the most of your youth. Uh, you know, I've just turned I turned thirty recently, and I feel like my body's not the same as it used to be. Even Man, I can age. relate, bro. Come
0: on, don't get me started on
1: that. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I go to play football, and I just can't run the same way I used to run. Yeah
0: that's kind of from a physical perspective
1: but from a spiritual mental perspective as well um you really have to make the most of your time because time flies um before you know it you go from 20 to 30 and you know you're married you have kids and you have less time than you did originally and this is the thing people underestimate the like when you're not married that you've actually got a lot more free time and you've got a lot less responsibilities and people, a lot of Muslims complain saying, "I really want to get married," which is great. Marriage is a fantastic blessing, but there's also a blessing before that, and, and, and there's 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 a lot of barakah in your time because you've got you've got more time. So, alongside that is the idea of waking up early. Um, you know, the Prophet uh, salam talked about how there's barakah in the early hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. So, one thing we should all try to implement. I think in the summer it's a bit more difficult, but staying awake after Fajr, after yeah. the morning prayer. Um, just because when you when you wake up early, you have, you can get so much more done in the day and often we're at our most alert in the morning as well and we can really get into deep work, you know, work which moves the needle, work where, where you can focus and make great change uh, because of that. Because when the day starts and everything's, you know, there's, you're firefighting and there's people calling you and emailing you and everything, you can't really focus as as well. So making the most of your time and linking into that is, uh, making sure you establish a habit of waking up early.
0: hundred percent. I really, really love that piece of advice. It's like for sharing that brother. This was uh, something that I resonate with as well. And I think I completely agree with, um, and you know, not just the portion about getting old, but also the portion about, you know, making the most of your time, because, you know, looking back, even for myself, you know, I always think to myself, man, if I started when I was like 16, you know, 15, I I also wasn't one of those, like I, I always, Felt like I wanted to do something, I was always trying to do things, even when I was young in high school. I was like bought a video camera, tried to like start a YouTube channel with my friends, but I didn't have that discipline yet. Um, that is required with entrepreneurship. But looking back, I'm all, I always think to myself, man, if I had you know, kind of the discipline, the bigger vision to actually work on developing skills that now would have come in handy, I would have I would be, you know, it would have been it would help me so much throughout my journey, and so. I really agree with that sentiment if there's someone that's younger listening to this you know you have such an amazing opportunity to go and acquire those skills and work on personal growth and and building yourself so that inshallah when you need when you need those skills when you go and get married and you have less time you have what it what is necessary to be able to get to that next level and you're not kind of like playing catch up of course every person still goes through their journey and I think you know that it is also never too late i don't want to say this and kind of insinuate to people that like well it's either you know when you're younger or never it is never too late for you to start it's never too late for you to go and embark on that journey whether you're 40 or 50 or even 60 and you decide that well now i'm retiring and i have time on my hands well sure go and work on that passion project you know go and do something that you feel like excites you that you want to bring into the world it's never too late but of course in that same sentiment if you're listening to this and you're younger I definitely would agree with you that it would be best to make the most of your time and really take advantage of that period in your life because it's such an amazing period. You have that energy, you have that youth, you have, you know, you you can you can learn better, <laughs> literally. Um, and so it's such a great time. So just like I'll for sharing that, it was, it was a good one.
1: No, it's a pleasure. Thank so
0: you. brother, where can people go and connect with you? Where can they go and support you um, if they want to go and maybe work with MIN, get their brand, uh, get some exposure for their brand, uh, thanks to Muslim influencers, where should we direct them? Inshallah. Um, I think the easiest thing would be just to connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the okay. platform I, I tend to use
1: the most. Um, so if you type in Omar to Shahid on LinkedIn, uh, inshallah, you'll find me and just connect with me, send me a message, keep awesome. in touch.
0: Anyone wants anything advice or anything happy to help. Awesome. We'll make sure uh, if it's okay with you, we'll include your LinkedIn profile in the description and episode notes so people can go and find it and connect right away, inshallah. And uh, really, Jazakallah Khair for joining me today. It was an awesome conversation and there was a lot to take away. So I appreciate that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure, brother. And you guys know the drill. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to go and leave us a rating and review on your favorite audio platform. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. And of course, if you need some support with your own business and your entrepreneurship journey, you can go out on There's going to be a few resources there that you can take advantage of. And also you can search morepreneur on social media to be able to connect with us as well. And we'll see you in the next episode, guys. Take care. As-salamu Wa